Welcome back to the Tim Weichselbaum Show. This is episode 38. We are coming to you from a secret location in the lower United States of the Pacific Northwest continuity. Anyway, my name is Tim Weichselbaum. If you did not gather that by the title of the show, this is going to be one of those episodes where it's just like, okay, let's see how far I could get into this. This will be probably a short episode. Sometimes you just got to put it out. You got to put the work in, make a product, and see what happens. Content. That's what I'm good at not doing. That's what I'm good at not producing content dude that's kind of the job of a comedian of a podcaster of pretty much anybody that's online if you're online and you're trying to make a name of yourself you kind of have to put out something that's like has like something in there i mean for people to like follow you and care about you you have to put together like a nice little packaged itemized deal i'm frustrated at myself for not being good at that for not being somebody that could produce content i used to have the energy for that i don't i think that's the problem is i just don't have the energy to like get up do stuff plan stuff out make a little like to like script for like uh a skit a skit a script for a skit. I don't. I don't want to spend time on anything that takes time for me to get the thing that I want out of it. Do you know what I'm saying? Here's what I'm trying to say here. Like I want to be able to reap the reward that other people reap for putting out good shit. But I don't want to do that part. I don't want to do the putting out good shit part. I just want the benefit of what it gets you. To put out good shit. Like, whenever I, like an actor, I wanna be like The Rock. I wanna be paid. I wanna have the fans that he has. I want the admiration that he has. But I don't wanna work for that shit. I don't wanna work for it. Same with a, a comedian that I can't, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. I want his fame and career. But I don't want to do anything to get there that's hard or like I have to like get out of bed to do. Anything I can't do for my own bed is not worth doing. TikTok, you could just make TikToks in your bed and you never know. It might get a thousand v- likes. Views is nothing. I'm getting a thousand views. Yeah, anyone could just get a thousand views pretty much just filming yourself in bed saying something somewhat interesting it has to be somewhat interesting you can't just film yourself you can if it's a reaction video actually so never mind there's even that is true you could get a a, you get get like a million views just by not reacting to another video you just duet a video and you just go like that you don't react, you don't move a muscle, but you upload it and it gets a th- and it gets like a million views. Thousand, I don't know why I keep trying to say a thousand, it's not, that's not a lot. A thousand views is nothing, man. A thousand views on a podcast, 
that is something because those are like higher quality views because it's a longer form thing. A pod like getting somebody to watch an entire podcast is a way more high quality view than just like a t a ten second TikTok. So it's all relative to the type of content you're putting out. Like for TikTok, a hundred thousand followers, I mean views, is not that special, not that hard to get. But to get that consistently, yeah, that is to, that that's a something. That's something I think. I'm still very new in the game. But anyway, this is still the intro of the episode. I didn't mean to get into the meat, into the heavy stuff. I got to start, you know, I like to start these things out by just talking a little bit about my current state, my current mind, or how I've had, my how my week has gone. And I don't really keep track of the weeks anymore. I, I you know, I know what day it is most of the time, but not really. Like, what day is it now? We're in between days. It's usually when I like to record when I'm in between days, like it's it's 1 a.m. on a Tuesday, which it's like, okay, is it still Monday? No, it's, yes, that's when I woke up. So yeah, it still feels like Monday to me. But also, Monday doesn't really feel like anything different than the other days to me either. I just care about what the world is doing, but my life is not affected by what like what the day is, like Monday, Wednesday, what's the difference? Those labels mean nothing to me, but I take note if it's the weekend or not for other people's sake. If it's a holiday, sometimes I might need to know. Like I don't usually have to know. I don't celebrate nothing. What holidays do I celebrate? Literally can't think of a single one. Christmas I used to celebrate because I had a family that cared about that. I didn't create that family. I had nothing to do with that family existing. I was just one of the people born into it. And they're like, hey, we got these goofy holidays. Every year You gotta, we do this tradition. We do these things. And it's fun. And you're going to love it. And I did. Christmas was the whole world to me as a kid. And that was weird, man. It shouldn't be. You shouldn't be addicted to the holidays as a kid, man. That's like... The first adrenaline, that was the first form of a drug that I abused was Christmas. Just like staying up the insomnia. That was my earliest memory of when I had insomnia. Is when is like Christmas 95. It's one of my earliest lucid memories that is chiseled into my brain. I'm in my bedroom. Glenview, Illinois, I'm lying in bed, and I just am so excited for Christmas tomorrow, the next day, for, you know, opening presents and all that, and like Santa Claus, I don't want to do anything wrong for him to not show up, because I believed in Santa Claus at this time, with the, and I was like, I know what I'm getting, I asked for, I know what I asked for, and see, so I'm probably going to get it, it was a reasonable thing to ask, I don't know, man. So, but that in that that not being able to go to bed because of the excitement and like I don't know if I even ever did sleep that night or one of these nights I'm thinking. I have a couple of memories of that bedroom, uh, and that's the only place I remember in that house. That's freaking weird, man. Anyway, so that Christmas, like I was 
up until who knows when in the in the in the, who knows how late. I don't think I knew how time worked. So I don't like rem- I don't have any memory of going like, "Oh man, it's 4 a.m. Can't believe I'm up still." I don't have that memory because that was before I even knew what staying up late meant. I didn't have a concept of like how late it was. So who the hell knows, man? Maybe it was only like 11 p.m. or some kid shit like that. Yeah, and I was a kid, and I just remembered this. This uh, I was so stimulated, and I was telling myself, "You gotta go to bed. You gotta go to bed, man." But I couldn't, and I was like hallucinating. I was like closing my eyes and like seeing like this colorful glitter. Of Christmas, that was the Christmas spirit that I was seeing. I thought that's what it was. That was before I understood what just oh, being overtired. I don't know. It was just being overtired and falling asleep. The process of falling asleep is uh, that's when you hallucinate. And I was I had that as a kid, dude. I always had messed up dreams as a kid. And I do it. I do as an. So it's no surprise that I still have a crazy relationship with uh, sleep. I've always had, I guess, like weird dreams and nightmares and insomnia. And and it's really like I'm a deep dreamer type of person. Like my dreams are pretty much who I am. They they are. Uh, I wouldn't be the same person without the dreams I've had. I th- I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to say is I care more about my dreams than I do real life. Like if something happens in a dream, I take that with more weight than uh, what happens in waking life. Like if somebody, for example, hey, I'm 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 not even kidding here. Um, like if I meet somebody famous in real life, I go, well, I've already dreamt about you. That's way more important than real. To I don't care. Okay. I met you in real life. Big whoop. Real life is not as cool. Real life is where you get disappointed by the, the, the meaningless or the, not the meaninglessness of it because real life is more meaningful than dreams. To some extent, is it? Well, that's even debatable too. Dreams are more important than reality. I'll say that too. Fuck it, I'm saying that. I'm 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 being the first. I'll take that opinion on this podcast. I don't care, man. I'm saying it. What happens in my dreams, I care way more about than real life. Like as long as I dream that I have a nice car. That's pretty much just as good as actually having a nice car, man. Because you could drive it off a mountain in a dream and nothing bad will happen. In real life, you got to worry about little scratches. And then like, oh, one false move because I was going too fast or I didn't see a red light or some BS like that. And the rest of your life, you got to deal with the consequences of that little tiny blip of misjudgment whereas in a dream it's like hey i don't give a crap if i scratch something if i killed a person i could just snap my fingers boom i'm in a different place different scene new new assets new 3d objects 
All dreams are 3D. That's a nice feature. Dreams, that would suck if they were in 2D, man. Yeah, why would they be anyway? That doesn't make sense. Reality is not two-dimensional, man. 2D was invented by humans to make it easier to make cartoons. That's it. To make it easier to make films. That's it. If Disney could make, you know, Pinocchio in real time action, real life, they would just film it. If they could have, if they could hire a cricket to be Geppetto and have a bunch of kids transform into donkeys by smoking a bunch of cigars, they would just film it. They wouldn't have to draw Pleasure Island, waste the time drawing it frame by frame. If they could just go go and tell a bunch of actors, hey, we're, we're doing this, read the script, this is your part. Nah, they had to fabricate it. They had to be like, hey, we, got, we found this guy. He could pretend to be a cricket. It's like, hey, okay. So he, he had to be small, though. He has to be the size, he has to actually be smaller than other actors. We can't just hire a real cricket to play Geppetto, whatever the guy's name is, Jiminy, Jiminy. We can't just hire a real cricket, obviously. It's not anthropomorphic for that. There's a long list of reasons why we can't hire a cricket. Like, yeah, some of them can, fo can like follow basic instructions, but there's many other issues. Many other issues. Got to audition a bunch of cricket. Anyway, the, so to bring it back to the uh, reason I go on that rant about Disney and like animation. The only reason we got animation is because we can't just be like, here, boom, here's this beautiful real life image. No, we just do it on a piece of paper because then we could turn it over. There's another piece of, there's another place to do other shit. You see, the thing is. We're never going to run out of pieces of paper because there's so many like pieces of paper that they're flat. And we live in like a three. All it takes is the tiniest. All it takes is like a, this thin of a sheet of paper of material for you to have a whole page. Actually, it's not even about how many pages. Just the thinness of the paper has to be that's what i'm talking i'm just talking about the thickness of the paper so if you, it's like the size of a human hair that's how if that's it there's receipt paper you could almost see through that shit but you could also fit a lot of information on that on that thing so the whole point of things being 2D is because it lets you uh, fit more shit on it in a smaller area. That's the whole point of, uh, of 2D shit. Nature doesn't really like 2D shit. If you've noticed, if you haven't noticed, nature is just, uh, is always 3D. There's nothing in nature that's just like flat or one-dimensional either because we're not, nothing is, not, that's also not, 
Warat. Warat. Sorry to mumble over myself here. But this is a very cohesive thought that I'm transmitting here, so let's get down to it. You get it? We li- Like, there's nothing in nature that's flat, okay? Like, everything you have to focus on. And there's like, a, you can only keep one thing in focus at a time if you're looking at like a slide and a microscope. You can only focus on one thing at a time. And even then, if it's a big blob of a thing, if it has any depth whatsoever, you gotta, you can only see a little bit of it at a time. Even microscopic things are not flat. They just appear flat because they're small. And they're smushed in a slide to literally flatten them. That tells you, man, I mean, hey, you don't always hear like breakthrough discovery type new age content on a pod. But I, but sometimes you do. And this is one of those times where you do. Cause here I am just telling you straight up, hey, there's nothing, there's not just thing as a flat shit in the universe. The universe that we live in, this reality that we're in, it's 4D or 3, let's just start with 3D. I don't know, maybe it's 4D too, but that's beyond this. That's beyond the scope of this conversation. I love, I would love to talk about the four dimension, the fourth one. But I don't understand it. It's beyond me. And I know my limitations as a mathematician, as a geometrist. So anyway, we you don't often hear about breakthrough geometrical wisdom every day. You don't see that on TikTok. Hey, maybe that, that'll be my niche. But I'm trying to think of something like, okay, uh, what's... like. What is flat um, in the world? Glaciers, I guess, but not only on a microscopic level, not on a macro. On a macro level, glaciers are slightly curved. They go along with the curvature of the thing that they were melted in. I mean, formed in. Glaciers start out as huge swaths of ice. Or water. I don't know what comes first. The water, the, probably the water formed the glacier. I don't think anything formed as ice. But what do I, it started as hydrogen. I'm not a chem, let's not even go. See, that's a question that we can answer on a later episode if we want to get sciency. Is, uh, which came first, water or ice? I'm sure I could just Google it. It's, I'm sure there's an answer, but I don't care. So we're not going to spend more time in talking about that. But nothing's flat in the universe, so that's why uh, dreams. So we started talking about dreams. So let's go back to that top. That that that's the big topic that we're on, and there's there's many like topics within the whole the oof, whatever. Oeuvre, I don't think is the right word, but uh, sometimes you just want to use a word and you second guess yourself and you go, nope, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull out of this sentence. And I'm trying to not do that anymore. So if I have something I don't feel confident in saying, I'm just going to say it anyway because I don't like those stops, those sudden breaks in conversation that I'm having with myself on this podcast. Because I listen back to it, I go, you know, just say it, just, 
just say it. Stop hold. Stop thinking while you're talking. That's the thing I gotta learn to stop doing is thinking while talking. Cause you you gotta you gotta learn to just stop talking for a bit if you don't know what your sentence is. You gotta preconceptualize your sentences before you say them. How about that? I see. My problem is I'll just start launching into a sentence and hope I land into something that makes sense. I just throw out a, like I throw out a line, like a fishing pole. I go, okay, where we go? Here, I got something. I don't have time to think of a full thought, but I got something because otherwise I'm not going to have time for you. You're going to stop paying attention. So here it is. And then I just string together words and I hope that at the end of it, it makes sense. But I could tell when I'm looking at somebody that they're like, they don't that they don't trust me that it's going to go anywhere and i can't blame them because it's not usually it's not always going to i'm not quick enough to think out a whole sentence before i say it so anyway dreams are better than reality you could just and they're endless they're inf- infinite you wake up feeling like crack like crap i'm trying not yeah you wake up feeling like garbage if you dream all night because that's not a full that's not the quality sleep you need deep sleep where you don't dream as well as the REM sleep where you do dream so but the but if you're dreaming all night that's your brain compensating for the fact that your your waking life is boring or bad stressful just not stimulating enough if your waking life is not satisfying you and you don't go to bed ready to sleep yet your brain is gonna do what it can to give you what you need i guess which is uh fun dreams because i my dreams are okay they're fun they're not always lucid but i roll with it I never get like I have some nightmares occasionally but not that often you would think I would have more nightmares based on my personality but most of my dreams are just just me thinking that I bought new property or that I have a nice apartment I'm such a surplus hedonistic type I, I love having a surplus of stuff I don't need but I like it knowing I have it. Like, uh, it's gross. I'm a hoarder. But you would, not in the literal, like I am though. I am, I'm not a hoarder in like the traditional, like my house is filled with stuff. I'm a minimalist if you look at my house. And we'll get more into that later. I, I'm, I'm still in the intro um, of the podcast. But uh, I am, a, I, I'm not a hoarder. But I like having a surplus of things that prove status and wealth. So I have this recurring dream of having a new apartment that I didn't even know about. That is like, oh, okay, I guess this is my apartment. And it's new and uh, a new city. I don't know. The city varies time to time. But it's usually in a high rise. That's It's usually like a, in a cool part of a city and I'm looking out the window and I'm discovering how cool and big this apartment is and then I 
find new rooms in it and I go, oh, there's a, there's a second, there's a secret room here. And that's a recurring theme is discovering new uh, rooms in an apartment. And that's very boring sounding, but, and it is, it's boring. It gets old. It's like, okay, this dream again, I have a new apartment with new rooms. Whoopee. I guess that's just something my, my, my deep, that's how boring I am. I guess because if I'm having the same dream every night almost, I guess that's the whole description of my personality, of my inner yearning, my inner desire as a person is to just have a house with a bunch of rooms that I don't need. Like The Sims. It's one of the best games of all time. And like the feeling of just having a surplus of money at first feels amazing in that game. But then it gets boring immediately. You gotta have like, you gotta role play to keep it going. To, to keep the, the story interesting, you gotta like role play in your head. Because the game itself doesn't do that for you it like it, it just tells you okay you, you you divorced somebody you had a bunch of kids out of wedlock you home wrecked somebody's mansion you just you just started going to somebody you could it's so fun though but it, it's fun because in your mind you're thinking of this evil storyline that your sim is 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 propagating it is just fun man but once you become wealthy, which is so easy in that game, you just, it's so easy. You could do it as a dude. You just become a young adult. You go to the nearest rich person's house. You befriend them. Then you eventually move in with them. You become their spouse. It takes like two days in the game. Literally, like a week. And boom, you're married. And you have access to their entire finance, finances. Their net worth is your net worth. So boom, you divorce them, you get rid of them, you kill, kill them in a fire. Who gives a shit? They're out of your life. They don't matter anymore. Your sim is living forever because you have the attribute that we have like you just live forever. In Sims 3, that's the one I'm talking about. That's the best one. Man, is that game fun so you have the you have, so all of a sudden you're a millionaire in that game and you don't have to work a day in your life you just get older you outlive your own kids they have kids and then eventually you're, it'll die off or i don't know what happens the neighborhood becomes overpopulated with nothing but kids that belong to you that you're related to so you can't have sex with them anymore because the game cuts you off just like okay you already fucked everybody Everybody in the game is your descendant. Every other branch of the family of the neighborhood, their their family, their bloodline merged with yours. You didn't let one slip through the cracks. So anyway, so it's like, okay, so everyone's going to die off, I guess, because they can't have sex with their siblings or their cousins. I don't actually know how far it goes, how that works in the game. But real life is kind of like that too. And so that's all I want though in life is like, because like, that's all I'm dreaming about. It's not very like uh, variable what I dream about. So I'm 
and that's not even like a thing to to chase in real life just having a bigger house i don't get i don't really want that in real life i do i guess subconsciously though because of my dreams are telling me i do like the idea of just having a house in like every place that you want to go to and visit i just like always like being like yeah man i'm in there i'll be i'll go to chicago i mean this is my chicago i live i have a house in chicago I have one in New York, Florida. I just go wherever, man, California. I would have a house in California, man. It's becoming cool again to live in California because you have to be so, like, rich that now it's becoming cool again to live there. They have all these taxes and, like, like bureaucracy, and, like, it's it's so hard to, like, be industrious there and be, like, an entrepreneur there that it's so like you have to be elite you have to you have to have some form of income or financial wealth that you just somehow can afford it and that's cool man by exclusion but there's still poor people there's still so many homeless people but i'm not talking about the cities if i lived in california why would i live in the city why would i live in uh San Francisco, like, that doesn't, that's not what the cool people do. That's not what rich people do. They don't, maybe in a, like, even L.A., I don't, it's not glamorous to live in a skyscraper in L.A. In New York, it's kind of cool. I would have, that is what rich people buy in New York if they live, I don't know if they live there, but if they have an apartment in Manhattan, it's still cool to be a billionaire and live on the hundredth floor of a skyscraper. So anyway, that's what I would have in uh, New York. But that feels so wasteful. But that's it's not, because that's just what you're supposed to do. At that level of wealth, if you could afford a $60 million apartment in New York, like right, that takes up the whole floor of the building, which is so cool. In Billionaire's Row, like 57th, street or whatever is avenue whatever wherever if you could blow that kind of money on real estate you're not going to use it to its fullest extent because your your mind is spread you, you could do anything you could be in the bahamas why would you spend all your time in new york just looking at the central park and like it gets old like through a telescope that would get old People would be looking at you, looking back at them. That's the creepy thing about living in a skyline uh, is you could be looking at people, like taking pictures of just a random building, skyscraper, apartment building. And if you zoom in, if you'll take a high-resolution picture, if you zoom in, eventually you'll see somebody on on their balcony just looking back right at you just looking right back at you with a telephoto lens or a telescope doing the exact same thing that you were doing to them out of the just the odds are there's going to be somebody creeping on you when you're creeping on them it's going to be a mutual creep opportunity 
if you live in that if you live within eyesight of that many other people so it's weird man so you got to close your window you got to be mindful of leaving your shade open of your to your balcony or wherever that has a lot of people looking there man you can't just walk around with your dick out man i learned that i didn't get in trouble because i was super conscious of this this was a couple of years ago this was a year ago before i moved here before i moved to the great state of texas i lived in a high-rise apartment building uh not high-rise it was only five stories but i lived on the fifth story and i loved it and I had a balcony that was exposed to hundreds of other apartments. So that's why I know this. Because I became a creep. I got into the hobby of uh, astrophotography. That was my cover. What I was really doing was just creeping on people all day. I was just looking through a telephoto lens. And it was attached to... I got a live feed to my monitor, which which was huge. A huge 4K monitor. I was just constantly looking through other people's windows, trying to see something to jerk off to. And it, you know, obviously once you strike gold, you're going to be glued to that apartment. You're going to be like, okay, I guess I'm going to always look at this apartment. Because then the other one's like, oh, I don't even give a shit about the other ones anymore. I got this, I got one that actually gives me a story to follow. And then all the other ones, I can't believe I was like jerking off to that boring lamp that a few people walked by. Now I got somebody actually walking. Once you hit gold. So, you know, but I was subtle about it. I didn't like make it obvious that I was jerking off to them. I did it in the shadows. I had the thing out there on my balcony so there was an unobstructed view so it was obvious it was pretty obvious that i was up to something creepy because i had a telephoto lens just out there alone it was going through wi-fi so i don't know what it looked like and nobody ever gave me shit for it um because you know they're like nope i just got away with it dude this was during covid nobody was like talking to each other but I would have just said, if I got caught, I would have just said, oh, yeah, I'm taking a time lapse. And they would have been like, again? It's like, yeah, again. It's not, didn't come out right. It, it takes a while to perfect the art of time lapses. There's so many variables you could mess up. And it's a good way to learn how to use your camera. It's by taking a time lapse. And I never quite got a good one. And after trying very hard for a, f a few days, I looked back at the very first one I ever did, and I was like, this is the best one. The best one was the one I put out without knowing how to use my camera at all. So that's, uh, that's all you need to know about education is that usually, sometimes it just makes you frustrated. It's like, oh, I learned how to use the camera, but now the the uh, being ignorant was actually a strength. The less effort I was putting in yielded a better product. And that brings me to the first topic of this episode that I actually was planning on covering, and that is TikTok. I guess we're going in there. I guess we're talking about this. I guess we're doing it. 
So I've been obsessed with TikTok. Not as like a somebody just watching the videos. I've been obsessed with it as a creator. And so far I haven't created anything worthwhile. Nothing. And so it's like, okay, I'm not a I'm not good at this yet. I don't know if I'll ever be good at it because like I have this fatigue that's ingrained in my into my bones. It's deep into my bones, this fatigue. It's everywhere. It's in my joints. It's like, do I wanna be do I wanna do anything? And that's where I kind of started talking about with the whole dreaming thing. Dreams are free. You could do them literally in your sleep. And there's something beautiful about that. And I come up with my best stuff like right as I'm falling asleep. Right as I'm too lazy to write it down. So it just goes away. So I got to learn how to make money in my dreams, man. Because in real life, in waking life, like where shit is like, like material. Material. In the material world, I'm bombing. I just don't have this grit. I don't have this drive to produce real content. And maybe it's not that I don't. It's that I don't everything. I. It's just that I don't have anything. I have no ideas. I think that's it. I look at myself as a creative person. So I thought I was good at thinking of stuff which should lend itself to producing some sort of content. Uh, like sometimes I have good ideas here and there. I think it's like, oh, that, yeah, that was a smart thing I just said. But, to, but then what? Then it just goes away. But I think TikTok is perfect for that type of behavior, That for that type of... Uh, at this point, whatever word I'm thinking of, it really... Uh, temperament. See, temperament is a very important thing. I'm trying to think of like a fancier word than important. So I hate the word important because I don't know how to say it. It's like, do I have to stress? Do I have to say the T's? Do I have to pronounce all the T's? Sometimes you don't have to pronounce any of the T's. You just say important. 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 That's very important. But sentiment and temperament Temperament is the word I'm talking about right now. You need a specific type of temperament to be a TikToker. And I don't know. I I don't think I do yet. I think part of me is great for that because I could just put out something that was funny in the moment and then never do it again. I love that part of it because that's what I do in stand-up. In stand-up, I'm such a... There's no word. I was like the words that I'm thinking are, are only going to sound pretentious. But I'm such a bad comedian that I like to not repeat stuff that I've already done. I just don't have the ability to put the sparkle into stuff that I've already done. And it's a learned ability. You get better at it by doing it. You just that's just something that the job requires of being a stand-up is repeating bits over and over. And some people are way better at that. And I was terrible at that. It's because I just don't like doing it. I don't I wanna feel the spontaneity of not knowing if something's funny until I say it. I just like that. 
I like the feeling of getting a first laugh. So, anyways, for TikTok, that is perfect because you don't. Then you don't have to like. It's it, that's what a TikTok is. It's just something that you put out. It immediately either hits or it doesn't. And then if it's funny, it'll have longevity. But you'd never have to repeat that again. Or you might if it, you might want to reprise. You might want to redo the format of the TikTok, but the joke itself, nah, you could just think of a new one if that's what you enjoy doing, which I do, or I did. I Back in the day, when I actually got pleasure out of like writing jokes, that, yeah, okay, that was part of it. That was fun. So for tick, so the part that I suck at for ticky tock, tic tac, the talk, we'll call it, I suck at the uh the fe- the uh the not being emotion the temperament requires um not going with your emotions like same with trading trading stocks being an investor you got to be patient and same with ticky tock the talk I meant to say what I'm trying to say is that you got to be okay with uh, your videos flopping and continuing the effort despite the feeling of discouragement and uh, rejection. Like if you put out a video that you think is funny and it gets nothing, it's like, okay, how much of this can I take? How much of me not feeling the, uh, what I want, how much of that can I take? Because you got to be a workhorse. You got to continually churn out content and be okay with it not all being good, not all getting a, the right reception or whatever, like the reception that you desire. Because, of course, you want every video to get a million, whatever your your threshold is for it to be considered a success. You want it to give you, the, or at least that's how I am. So to get the feeling of going, okay, that one did not go anywhere. Keep trying. Yeah, you got to keep trying. And if, if, if <laughs> But I don't know if I, because I, I want to not, I want, first of all, I want a big number next to my name. That's why I'm chasing the TikTok content creator uh, hobby or path that I'm chasing. I'm chasing it primarily because I want a following. I want people to like me en masse, en masse. I want a big number next to my name on any platform. But So that's what draws me. To, so to get that, there's many ways to go about it. You could steal other people's content and just be a reaction guy and just comment on stuff that already is viral, which is so far the only thing that worked. I took a video, or yeah, I just took a video off Reddit uh, of a person driving poorly, driving on top of another, they just drove on top of another car and I just put myself in the corner as a fork. I used a filter to make me a fork. And I was just like, Arr! 
you're not supposed to do that or something. I don't even know what I said. It was stupid. I was like, oh, I think it was the blue car's fault, even though it's clearly not the blue car's fault. And that one got 100,000 views in the first day. So that was my breakout video so far. And so I was like, okay, I guess this is something that works. I knew it was, I don't know what, I don't know. I was just like, okay, that one worked. That's cool. I didn't know it would do anything. I wasn't expecting it to. I knew it was kind of okay just because it was short. It was only seven seconds and like had a, it was interesting what it was. And in, in, in the video on Reddit got a lot of buzz. It was a very popular clip. So anyway, so it had nothing to do with me. All I was doing was sharing a video that was already popular and putting my face on it. So that that's not really a way to get the type of followers that I... And I didn't get that many followers. Very few people would follow... Like, I got, like, I don't know, 50? Something like that? Followers from a video that got 100,000 views. So that tells you... That ain't me that's getting the views, man. That's just somebody else's content. So I, so that ain't really that satisfying. And that's kind of a defeating... It's like, okay, so I could get views if I just do that. But that's not what I want. I don't want just views for the sake of views. Maybe. Because you you're doing something right. Like if you could cons repeat it and get tons of views... I guess that's that's still going to accumulate into something that's valuable but not really man on TikTok to to I don't want low quality any yeah views and you want to have a certain like to view ratio it's got to be like at least 1 to 10 in in 10 views you should get at least one like for every 10 views one like, and that's pretty hard to, to achieve. I've not even gotten close to that. So my that's just all I need to know, to know my content sucks. But it makes sense because I'm not putting in very much effort at all, man. I literally just made myself in. I just put a filter on. I, I've recorded it into my high-quality lap and my camera quality who cares though no one cares about that they care about the content they care about the hook and the in the punchline there's got to be a hook but so it's you know it's encouraging that i that at least i know the algorithm will favor what I, like I, I i'm not shadow banned or anything like that it's nice to know that I could get more than a couple hundred views if I follow a formula. But that's the only one that got 100K so far. So the other ones only got like a couple thousand that were in the same format because they didn't have a good payoff or point to watch them. So the TikTok, the, al the talk algorithm is pretty sophisticated. And it's not, I don't even think it is that sophisticated. I think it's just... It's a pretty easy way. It's not that hard to know if a video is worth watching if you uh, record the right metrics. If you record, if you track how often a person watches the whole video 
and how often they rewatch it, that alone tells you if a view was a high quality view. If they just watch the whole thing. And if they rewatch it, I mean, come on, man, it's basic. YouTube has probably been doing the same thing. Like, if you upload a YouTube video and get zero views, it's not. Yeah, that sucks. That means the algorithm didn't even give you a chance. They didn't even test it on a sample of people. If you get a couple views on a video platform such as Instagram, YouTube, the talk, it has tested your video on a small group of people, and and that's how it knows if it's good enough to show to more people. It gets a read. How many likes did it get? How many full watches? How many count, etc. Any little bit of feedback. So it's so if you upload something that sucks, it's not going to show it to a hundred thousand people hoping that it's good. It's going to already know within the first dozen views. It's if it's good or not. So that's encouraging. But it's also a realistic, it's like an objective reality check. It's like, okay, you think you're so good? You think what you made is high quality and worth watching? Well, you'll find out if you upload it to TikTok and it's a short form video. It's got to be short if you're, just, if you're new, if you have zero followers, which I learned. Because, hey, I'm speaking from, I had zero followers. And I'm up to 60, and that is not a lot. In a week of grinding on the platform and obsessing over it, losing sleep over it, I've only amassed... (laughs) I don't think that's the right word to use for that small of a number, but I've achieved... Nope, that's not the right word. Yeah, I've only gained 60 followers... And that's still not bad, though, because like, I think it gets easier as they see that you're actually worth following. If you have a... Whatever. I am fine with it taking time. I don't mind that. I don't... But the thing is that the this app is engineered to make you want the, that instant gratification so quickly. It just makes you want, like, dude, what do I got to do to get that bump to get a thousand followers and that's why people get addicted that's why content creators just you see them doing the craziest thing like you, you see these regular ass looking women there's just these middle of the road suburban just middle middle mediocre just just picture a woman of Walmart, just anyone, and they're doing the most ridiculous dance. That's because they're chasing after those likes because they got addicted to the feed of notification just coming at them, that fucking feeling of seeing a big number of unread notifications. Are you kidding me? You want more. It's like heroin. It's so addictive. So that's why you see pasty, just random women doing the most ridiculous. 
And I respect, hey, I mean, it's not that I respect them, but I, I have, I kind of, I'm one of them. I don't disrespect them. I, I just see them as like, okay, they became addicted to something. And what did they think they were going to get like at, from the, from going viral? All you get from going viral is a boost of numbers in your profile. And then they go away. If you're not putting something out that has recurring, reproducible quality, if you could reproduce it, then it'll keep going up and up. And then, sure, you could be a personality as a career, and you'll get oppor- real off-platform opportunities. But if you just go viral once, and you can't figure out why, and you can't reproduce it, or it's from somebody else's content that you just rebranded, yeah, that's going to feel kind of painful probably because then you're going to keep putting out new videos and they go, no, they get like 200 views. It's like, oh, I thought that would be it. I thought that would be the next one to pop. So if you don't know what works about the things that did go viral, yeah, you're just stabbing in the dark, man. And if you do it in a way that doesn't feel true to what you're... Like, if it feels gross, like rebranding, that's one thing. There's levels to that. Like, putting out a reaction video is not a unviable way to become... To start a career in entertainment. If you just put out videos of you reacting and going like that, like... Like that, KB, the dude, the most popular dude. He just get, he has a shtick. He has a gimmick that he got famous for. But that's not that. That's probably the best case. If that's the best case scenario, you could say that's kind of a bad thing, or you could say, well, hey, it's better than nothing. Because this whole entertainment business, you can't just like. Just because you denote dis- or uh, dedicate yourself to it doesn't mean it's going to reward you. doesn't mean you're going to get the world to all your dreams to, to come. It's not, it's not guaranteed that it's actually, it, it's actually uh, pretty much a guarantee the other way. You're not going to get anywhere. Just because you decided, oh, I'm going to be an entertainer. Okay. Get in line, man. There's, everybody wants to, who doesn't want to be an entertainer? Like at the highest level, like in the most glamorized, taking planes, that you, private jet, everybody loves. Of course, every, who doesn't want to be that? So I was about to say, oh, isn't it sad that the most popular person on that platform is just a dude who has a gimmick? He just goes like that. And he doesn't even talk. And like, that's it? Just that t- He's just a meme? That's the pinnacle of, of what you could get out of this platform? It's like, yes, I guess so. That's it. That's the best anyone can hope for. And yeah, that's not worth it to a lot of people probably. It's like if you know that that's the end result, which I'm sure, which is not bad. But you could certainly want more than that. I don't think he's going to be a movie star. 
Because he doesn't have any lie. He could be. Hey, fuck me. Actually, he could be a movie star just by doing cameos of him just doing that and not talking. But obviously, that would get old. So it's just like a flavor of the month. He's he's. It can only last so long before that gets old. But so, you know, that's just what it... That's just how it is. Not everybody could stay relevant forever and ever. And so that's kind of what I'm struggling with is like in my off time when I'm in between talks, I'm spending a lot of time just thinking about like, what do I want from this platform? What am I doing this for? Is it all about the numbers and that quick, that injection of adrenaline or dopamine that I get? Is that a hundred percent of what I'm getting out of it, or am I going to try to actually use this to further my creative output or drive or satisfaction, or is this going to be something I enjoy and I can actually be proud of? And uh, so, yes, I may I know what I want. I don't want to just be a, a dude that just chases the views and puts of stuff that is formulaic to the point where it's not me. Okay. Formulaic is you need to be formulaic. That's just part. That's just how it works in any, in this uh, particular platform. You kind of have to be formulaic or at least you have to put out something unique and it's not easy to put out something unique twice a day. So to do it repetitively, my point, my, I don't want to be a sellout, but I also don't want to be be unsuccessful. So you got so it. So that is what I'm trying to, like, okay, I know I like to do easy, low-effort shit posting. Uh, like, that's my go-to talk is just going, is just finding out somebody that put out a acting challenge or a singing duet challenge and i just duet them and i it's like very easy and minimal effort and i just make a, i just it's just very stupid what i do i just make a parody va- va- I, yeah but nobody want nobody cares about it it's not good it's not it doesn't have a a reason to be shown to people or to, for people to watch so i can't just keep doing that and expect to get anywhere and this whole putting out small little talks i like i didn't think it would be easy or did i i don't know what i thought but i just know i have to actually up the quality and because okay because if you want longevity which i do i don't want to just be a a meme that is fleeting because going viral is is fleeting it could resurface and it could change your life if it's that big of a v- fucking meme. But if it's just something that gets a couple million views, yeah, that's not enough to change your life. That's just enough to, for somebody to go, oh, that was funny, and then move on. Or they show it to their friend and they, same thing, oh, who is that guy? Oh, okay, yeah, that was his only funny, that was his only good one, so fuck him. You gotta. Because I was thinking about, because there's always been people that put out, that have a show that is just recycling content or showcasing other viral videos. Like Ray William Johnson 
on YouTube. Back in the day, he would just put out a, va- a daily video of him. Okay, here's this viral video. Oh, that was crazy. Oh, here's another one. That was crazy. It's like, okay, we're watching for that. We're not watching for him. Whatever he added to the video, I don't remember a single thing of his personality. I can't think of anything he's done that was memorable. And I also don't remember the videos. So maybe that's a bad example. But the point, not really, because he's irrelevant now. He was super relevant. He went from being the most watched internet personality to being a complete unknown. Like nobody talks, what is he doing now? What is Ray William Johnson doing now? And maybe he is doing something now. But even if he yeah, it doesn't disprove my point, because there's a million others that have definitely fallen off the the radar because all because they thought of one thing that worked and they just did that one thing and then that got old or stale or went out of trend. So to be relevant your whole life, you gotta be like George Carlin. You gotta be a personality that's irreplaceable. Irreplaceable. He was more than just a personality. He was. A, he had some great bits. His bits were so fucking profound. Uh, so, you know, but he, you got to be like Louis C.K. People don't watch Louis C.K. because he is just famous for the sake of... It's not because he's showcasing other people's shit. He's showcasing his own... So what I'm getting at with myself is... If I'm going to feel good about myself pursuing the lifestyle of a TikToker, it's got to be with content that I can be proud of, I think. It's got to be stuff that showcases me. It's got to be original content. Now, that is a scary thing to me, coming up with original. I can't even come up with a single skit that I think is fun or joke. I would just do jokes. If I had jokes, like dad jokes, I tried it with one, but I gotta have, I don't know, that takes balls to put yourself, to put your face, so I'm not, I don't like using my face. But you kind of have to, but anyway, I, I, I could use my voice, I could just use my voice, that's why I, so I have a filter, I use a Snapchat filter that, that turns me into a pickle, but it's not original, man. Anyone can just do that. It's, not, it's been done. So maybe I'll have to make my own filter. That'd be cool. I looked into it. It's actually pretty technically... That takes time to make your own Snapchat filters, but it's free. Anyone can just download the software. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool, but I, I don't want to just spend hours and hours creating a dumb filter and then put up something that's not going to sell. It's not going to get anywhere. And it's got to be clean. That's another thing. I got to, in addition to, so I, I got to find my voice on tick, on the talk. I thought I had a voice, kind like, you know, kind of like with the Italian accent and the dumb Chicago and the, the hair combed to the side. I thought I had a new character or, or that was ready to be, Shown, but not. Re- I never really did think it was that good. 
but I got to cuz my looked at my old I looked at all my jokes and they're all every single one of them is adult orient they they only have an adult audience and I don't really I think I'm better than that. I think I'm better than having to do risque shocking comedy to get a laugh, man. So I know that I'm funnier than that. I just know. So I got to use my raw skills, not the ones that are just like, ugh. I got to become child appropriate because you, it's so easy to get banned from that platform. And I probably will get banned because I already had two content violations because I uploaded a dude on a motorcycle getting, you know, getting thrown off his motorcycle. So like, okay, that's right. You can't show people getting hurt. So anyway, it's got to be clean. It's got to be something for the for kids i don't even care if it's for kids man i don't need the respect of people that are like some people are, would like not like would like think they're above whatever it's got to be something i think is funny that i'm not ashamed of and, and that gets view, that uh people actually want to watch is that so hard Yes. Yes, it is. But I'm going to keep trying. Anyway, so that was the first topic. We covered that. We nailed it. We nailed the topic of TikTok. Because you can't just be doing it for the views, man. It's like, of course, I'm not going to keep doing it if I don't get views. And that's part of the problem, man. You 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 need perseverance. You need to keep believing that what you're doing is good. Even if it's getting nowhere. And I don't. I don't know how that works actually. Because if you don't get that. If they're not going anywhere. It's probably a bad premise. I've already kind of figured out. That some of my premises. Are never going to go anywhere. But that might not be the case. It might just be that. Okay I just haven't edited it in the right way. Because I keep doing these, I started off just by doing these tick, these duets of people just doing like, okay, sing with me. You're the blue. You sing the blue lines. It's easy uh, to do that. So I just uh, put many of those out. But in like one of them cracked a thousand views, but that was a fluke. Nothing about it seemed interesting compared to the other. I thought the others were way better. But anyway. It's got to be so succinct. If it's a five to seven second long video, it'll be shown to more people because it's the algorithm is taking less of a risk. It's like, oh, it's only seven seconds. Okay, I'll just show it to a few hundred people to see if it's worth showing to more people. But if a format is not working at all to keep trying to do it, you got to know when to move on to the next premise, man. But I think it's possible that I just haven't done one that was good enough. Like I have premises that I still kind of have some belief it could be funny if I keep putting them out. So you can't get too discouraged. You got to not be too obsessed about the numbers. But you also have to know why it probably... And it's tough to know sometimes, man. So anyway, it is a weird thing to chase. And then even if you do get successful on it, monetizing it is another whole nother thing, man.
Because, okay, okay, you, get, you have a million followers, and you get an average of, I don't know, half a million views per video every single day. A million, whatever. Let's just say you get a million views a day, whoever, however you want to call it. How do you turn that into dollars and cents, man? How do you make it a career? How do you make it a living? You sell mugs? How many mugs? How, many, how much money can you be making off mugs if you have a million views a day? Let's just do the math. We got time. Let's do the math. Let's say you get a million views a day. And uh, and how many people would buy? What are the ads? This is going to buy a mug off of funny TikTokers. Uh, like, what are the ads? One in... 100,000, 10 a day. I think that's probably a good, that's the lowest, most conservative answer. 10 mugs sold for every million views. Okay. How much money could you make off 10 mugs? Let's say they're $20, they're very expensive mugs. Let's just say you make 10 bucks. Yeah, you would probably only make like 10 bucks off each mug. So that's 100 bucks a day, and you're getting a million views. That's that's sad. I mean, it's not it's not sad because it's to be it's just if that's your only revenue stream, you're not doing a good it is hey, I'm going to stick with it. That is sad. If that's your only idea to monetize if all you're doing is selling one item you gotta mix it up you gotta think of a better way to monetize but what could that be going to comedy clubs where you gotta have a good set you gotta do an hour of material to make real money at comedy clubs that's too much work are you kidding me and if you're doing tiktok videos that takes up time that you're that's taken away it's tough man to juggle to be a full-time comedian and tiktoker whatever it doesn't have to be full-time that's the beauty of it is you could do it as often as you please but it's also like okay good luck putting out consistently good quality content and it's just a humbling experience man it's humbling to know that me just putting in the bare minimum is not enough to get attention well maybe i needed that it's crazy another thing i thought about sleeping and like how not sleep but like depression it's like what did i think what did i was i have so i have pride like people with depression still have pride it's like they would rather do nothing with their lives than hang out with people that they don't deem worthy of them like they'd rather not they'd rather just sleep until they'd rather have zero life and and just have z like no f belief in themselves and hate themselves but they still have pride it's like no man i'm not gonna waste my t why would i waste my time doing something i don't love or believe in when i could just be lying in bed all day getting older and just doing absolutely I'd, I'm more proud of doing nothing than putting out low quality content how ridiculous is that
You could do both. You could lie in bed all day and put out bad quality content. But something stopped me from doing things. Sometimes pride. I don't know. It's like, man, I don't want to go to that guy's. I don't want to hang out with that guy when I could be doing nothing. Yeah, dude, sometimes loneliness is worth the alternative, man. I get I get sad or I, I feel not because if because I know that a lot of good friends I'll end on this. We're getting off stage here in a little bit. I'm just going to end on this one subject here and why I'm anti people, why I don't maintain relationships why i'm a loner it's because i just don't i don't like that i don't like having people in my business you know getting in my business judging me like oh you're crazy for thinking that's like no i'm not i don't need you to tell it i don't know i don't agree I like to decide when I'm crazy. I don't need you telling me when I'm doing something. No, I actually take issue with that. Yeah, I take issue with a lot of things. And that's why I value my alone time. And when I see people who do have like these friends, so-called close friends, I see how their friends talk about them. I see how they play pranks on them. Like, are you kidding me? Do you know how fucking quick I would shut somebody out of my life if they pulled a prank on me? Like if I, if they like throw water in my face, like it's gotta be a pretty goddamn funny prank or else it's over with. If somebody does anything that leaves permanent damage, forget about it. So I don't know, like when I see friends like fucking with their friends, like is that was that worth it? Was you being in that friendship worth what you got out of it? Is them fucking with you like that? Like they punch you in the balls and you're still their friend. And I I wanna not have somebody that's gonna like punch me in the balls. So I enjoy everything about my life. We didn't cover too many serious topics on this episode, but we don't have to. I didn't have to. I already hit the hour mark just rambling about dreams and stuff. Dreams. I'm going to keep doing it. Keep living your dreams. Hey, if you got nothing good to report. Nah, it's not that I had nothing to report this episode, you know. Because it, it was a it, a slight, even just figuring out anything is a slight achievement. But then you want you want it to be pure. You want it to be for the reasons you want. You don't want to go viral because you just rebranded something. Anyway, I already complained about that. Why am I rehashing? Let's not do that. Let's end the episode. I guess, hey, I guess I became and I guess I started wanting to talk more because actually an hour and 15 minutes isn't even that long for me to be talking to somebody. I can talk for longer than that. But anyway, this has been episode 37 of the Tim Voxelbaum Show. It's actually been 38. I lost track. It's 38, episode 38. And I will see y'all next week, y'all.